Delaware State of the Arts. My name is Terrence Van, uh, and I am joined today by a Wilmington staple, an incredible artist um, in her own right, an organizer, and has brought some of the biggest names to our city. Uh, I have Miss Tina Betts, uh, who is also the Director of Cultural Affairs in Wilmington. Good morning. We, we, we I have you nice and early here today. Um, it, it's an absolute blessing to be speaking with you. Uh, can you give our listeners a little bit of a backstory? I, I know you have, it's, it's so rich, but you know, if you, if you could just paint a little tapestry um, for our listeners about, you know, what you do, what you have done, just to kind of get us started uh, with a little intro. Uh, well, thank you, Terrence. First of all, thank you so much for inviting me to uh, to be on with you uh, this morning. And I uh, use the word staple, and it's like, does that mean old? I don't know, but I know that means that classic. <laughs> that means that means timeless. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's the, that's a, that's the spin that I would prefer to go with. Then. Yeah, I've been bouncing around, uh, you know, advocating for the arts and having my fingers in the the. the the creative sector pot for uh, more than three decades, mostly um, in government and uh, with nonprofits. And it had been involved with the Clifford Brown Jazz Festival since the inception, since uh, before it was the Clifford Brown Jazz Festival. Wow. Um, it was, uh, we called it Jazz on the Square. It was a, just a multi-day downtown musical event that is now, uh, um, you know, grown to be one of the most respected jazz festivals in the world. Oh, quite honestly, you know, as part of uh, co-founding theater and um, after there had not been a theater, a movie house in downtown Wilmington again for decades, uh, Bev Zimmerman and I um, co-founded theater and um, a few years ago, a partner and I, Rich Newman, who now lives in Colorado, brought Fringe Wilmington to, to the city, which I would love to do again, by the way. It was just a... Um, yeah, an incredibly unique event that brought people from all over the region into Wilmington. Um, would love to do that again, and um, you know, just many, many things. The so Wilmington Children's Chorus was a was a baby of mine and David Christopher. You know, a little bit more than twenty years ago now, and of course, that is uh, an organization that is out on its own. You know, found its legs, and it's just doing incredible things around the city with you know, more than 500 young people around the city in their neighborhood choirs going from the, you know, the hilltop over to the Northeast area and just reaching out to kids and giving them the uh, the highest level of musical education that's available free um, mm. to, to children in Wilmington. And of course that, you know, that organization has helped at least fill uh, a little bit of the hole that is left by the arts being removed, uh, you know, from public schools in large part. So, you know, I just have my fingers in the pot, you know, whenever there's something, you know, that and look and there seems to be a, a blank canvas. You know, I try to, you know, form partnerships that, that help, uh, you know, make that canvas come, to, come, come alive. So that's what I like to do. Oh, that that is that is wonderful. That's wonderful to hear. And I am one of those youth that have been affected by, you know, all these, you know, amazing programs in the city. Um, and, you know, it's awesome to be able to talk to you and dive deeper on this uh, because, you know, I can speak from personal, you know, experience, you know, going to Cab Calloway and, uh, you know, I, I got the privilege to play in the Clifford Brown 
jazz festival and it was a life-changing experience um so there there are so many lives that have been changed by your work and your impact you're also an artist yourself you know as a classically trained singer you've performed in so many different venues and how 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 do you feel you know being in both spaces and you know having an artist perspective and bringing it into government work yeah, a lot of my colleagues um, have that, you know, have had um, their lives on both sides of that fence. And it is, it's a valuable experience to be a part of. And when you're on, when you're doing sort of the, the coordinating and uh, that side, not, you know, not practicing at the art, it makes a difference when you have been on the other side and you appreciate the type of environment um, that um, is conducive to artists bringing the best you know, that they have to the table. It is really important. When you're looking at it, not through the creative lens. And mm. I think that when you're an artist, you bring your creative lens to everything that you do, to everything that you do. You know, I, I you know, even when I'm doing, um, I'm looking at budgets, for example, this is may seem a little bit, you know, out in left field. But, you know, one of the things I look at is how much of that money is going toward administrative and all of those sort of things or how much of it is really supporting the art and the artist. I mean, that you notice those sorts of things. I mean, I've sat on a couple of boards where I've made that observation. You know, gosh, that looks really heavy on the administrative side. I mean, so, and I think that, you know, being an artist helps you see, helps you see that. And, you know, as I said, there are a lot of my colleagues who bring that same skill set to the table. Um, and that's, you know, that's that's a good thing. Absolutely. I, I, and I agree 100 percent. I think I wish I, I wish everyone could take almost like a creativity course, you know, because even if you're not an artist, having that extra lens of perspective goes a long way. And I think everyone benefits from it, especially in spaces where creativity isn't, which, you know, government isn't is notoriously not the most creative. Yeah, place. Fortunately, when you have good leadership. And, you know, we and we have enjoyed that for a while. I mean, with uh, our current mayor, Mike Brzezinski. I mean, I worked 13 years for Jim Baker, and you know, both of these, both of those experiences, my 13 years with uh, with Mayor Baker, and you know, I've been back and working with Mayor Brzezinski since 2017. Both of those experiences have been really supportive of mm -hmm. what it is that you know I try to do. I mean, I don't have to do a lot of battling and a lot of explaining, and I think that comes from trust. But I also think it comes from an understanding of, you know, the value of the of the arts. I mean, um, I was just over at um, our newest project, which I hope we have a chance to talk about a lot yeah. today. Um, the Urban Artist Exchange, where we've converted stables into artist studios and art making studios and art teaching studios and a new outdoor amphitheater. Um, I was just over there on the east side of Wilmington with Mayor Pazicki yesterday. And he is so excited and so supportive, and I want it to be the best, you know, that it can be. So, you know, and that's really very special. I mean, I have peers around the country who don't have that luxury. You know, mm -hmm. they have to battle for, you know, to, to make the case. And that, that can be exhausting. That can be exhausting. Yes. Yeah. So, I, you know, I feel really fortunate that, um, you know, even though I work in, in government, um, that I that I have been able that I have enjoyed the support, you know, with the leaders that I've worked with and worked for. I want to take a minute to remind our listeners that you are tuned into News Radio 1450 WILM. 
1410 WDOV for Delaware State of the Arts. And this most recent project, how did it come about? You mentioned you wanted to dive a, a little bit deeper. Let, let's let's kind of let's talk about what, what is the project? Where is it now? Where do you see it in the future? The impact uh, that it can make, I, I, I feel like it's a tremendous it's a tremendous blessing for the community. It is. It's, it's a huge asset, and I you know I like to give a big nod to Dolores and Barbara Washam, who um, for years. Um, operated the Urban Environmental Center on that same site. I mean, they were stewards of that site for almost, I think, almost two decades. Had it not been for their commitment to that one-acre piece of land, um, we, you know, Lord knows what it, what, it would have, what it would have been. Applause to Barbara and, and Ms. Dolores uh, Washam, the, the Washam sisters. And um, the project has gone from... The Washam sisters are primarily operating one building. The building, the building now is currently occupied by the Urban Bike Project, mm-hmm. and they are great partners on on the on this on this site. Um, and there were a bank of stables, and back I would say in uh, maybe about 2010 or so, I had a conversation with the Washam sisters and talked about you know what their vision had been for the entire sites. And they also, they always had a vision to convert to stables and to do mostly environmental projects on that one acre piece of land. So when they decided that they wanted to hang up their spurs and move on uh, to do other things, the the site was returned back to the city of Wilmington. So I um, started working with other partners within um, city government at the time, as I said, about 2010, um, to come up with an idea of converting um, the stables into artist studios. We did a design uh, of, of all of those um, components. And then I left the city when Mayor Williams uh, came into, uh, his administration came into being. I left the city. Uh, the Urban Bike Project needed a home and approached Mayor Williams about coming into that space where we had envisioned a black box theater. And so uh, Mayor Williams and the Urban Bike Project struck a deal and the Urban Bike Project is there. And as I said, they are great partners. They are really good to have on, on the site. They added just another dimension to what it is uh, that, we're, that we're doing. So then Mayor Williams, after his administration, Mayor Pizicki came in. And this idea of you know converting the stables into artist studios and the amphitheater and all that stuff was still hanging in the back of my mind. And uh, when I was fortunate enough to have uh, Mayor Pizicki ask me to come back on board, um, I approached him, Chief of Staff uh, Tanner Washington, who worked for the Baker administration. And I said, remember this idea, you know, this, you know, do you think this would be great? It took a little bit of convincing because, you know, when you saw that the stables, they were just in such total disrepair mm. and the site was overgrown. And it was just, I mean, it was just a big, you know, a, a huge undertaking. It really was. Um, but, you know, I showed up the designs that we had and, you know, revised the vision a little bit because now we had an urban bike project. We didn't have that building for Black Box Theater. And then we were just off and running, Terrence. So since 2017, um, the city has invested heavily in both human power and uh, capital into this project. The Welfare Foundation has came on board, the Longwood Foundation, Mm-hmm. Um, Delaware Community Foundation, the state of Delaware. So, um, you know, all of these partners. So the stables are done almost, except we want to HVAC them now. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so we're going. So we're asking, you know, people for 
for funding to help us do that so we can do year-round programming. The amphitheater uh, platform or performance space, that is totally done. It has this really nice green room. It's huge. So it can even accommodate artists like the Delaware Symphony Orchestra, for example, you know, totally accommodate that. And then we can also go down to smaller ensembles, you know. So, you know, that's done. And uh, this morning I just got photos of trees being delivered um, for the um, to make it an urban green space. And then we were also very fortunate to be able to work with the city's public works department because they oh, had a very high interest in mitigating the uh, impact of water runoff into the Brandywine and flooding in that area of town. Mm. So in addition to everything that you see that people will see, obviously, above ground, there is a lot of infrastructure underground of stormwater management that will have an impact, a ripple effect for a, a, a few miles um, out from the from the site to help uh, to help, you know, lessen the impact of flooding. In that area, so we have stormwater management, bios wells, and little rain gardens, and now a big amphitheater and the stables, trees being delivered. This project is such a, a huge will be such a huge asset for the entire city of Wilmington, but especially for the east side of Wilmington, which is you know an historic a neighborhood in the city of Wilmington. And it's with the walking distance of, you know, east side residents, the northeast area, you know, just a lot of communities will be able to come, enjoy what it is that we present there, which we plan to be robust. It's not, we don't want to just build it and go, well, isn't that pretty? You know, we build it because we want to make sure that it is activated as much as possible, you know, where there's just programming happening all of the time for the community. And I want to mention the vision is for it to be free to the community. Oh, wow. We will not, we do not want to do ticketed events. Um, so whatever we do, we will go out, we'll beat the bushes to raise money so that there is zero barriers to accessibility to what it is that we're doing and everything that we do also will be high quality artistically. Mm. So I know that was a lot, but it's a lot to, you know, I'm just so excited about what it is that, you know, that we're doing there, you know, all of the possibilities that it brings. Oh, it sounds so exciting. I mean, it sounds fully transformational and 180 degrees of of just change i've driven by that area many times so i I know exactly where you're talking about and i i I know that that just elevates you know everything in that area and it's also great for the listeners to hear how much goes into a project like this i think folks they'll be there enjoying it but they might not ever see all of that you know just organization that went into i mean just hearing about the the storm drain and just all that had to happen to collaborate and and make that possible. It's remarkable. And I I, I think the city, the city is going to appreciate that for many years. And now moving into Clifford Brown coming into next month. And I'm sure that's kind of a, a massive, you know, undertaking in its own right. Every year, an annual, uh, you know, an annual just huge party for the city. And, you know, some of the best musicians in the world are right in Wilmington for three nights. Is, is, or, or is it four nights? Four, four, four nights. nights. Wednesday, four Wednesday night. through Saturday, yeah. And uh, for, for those with the stamina, 
We do late night jams from 10 o'clock at night after the festival ends in Ronnie Square until one o'clock in the morning. Those are those are turning into I, I, I had the I had the honor to to sit in one when I was uh, I used to play trombone. And uh, you you may know my friend uh, Vernon James. Uh, oh, sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. So we, we grew up together. And let me tell you, for people listening, these are these are you can't miss. These are can't yeah. miss events. I mean, you get you get to be right there with the musicians. It's jamming in there. I mean, it is jamming. And every now and then, and you never know when this may happen, you have an artist who just played that evening um, at the festival, stop by. I mean, it's just, you know, that's happened where they just, you know, drop in because they're staying at the at the Hotel DuPont or another hotel nearby. Uh, and they'll every now and then just drop in. So uh, like, that's always a, a possible surprise. But yeah, yeah they're great. They're great. Yes, and and I mean the, the acts. I've, I've got to. I've got to see Chick Corea. I've got to. You know, I've got to shake the hands of. Uh, I don't think he was able to play, but Freddie Hubbard was there, and um, I got to shake his hand. I mean, so the Clifford Brown Jazz Fest. It is just. I, I, it's almost indescribable what it means to Wilmington, and and so you've been there from the beginning before. Like you said, before it was even Clifford Brown. So yeah. you're now at. at at, at this point, 36 years, how does that feel? It feels great. First of all, it you know, seeing how much the community appreciates it. And when I talk about, you know, our local community um, and also, you know, the broader community. I mean, we ha- we've had people who plan their vacation, who live in, you know, in other countries, who plan mm. their vacation around coming to Wilmington um, for the Clifford Brown Jazz Festival. Wow. So, you know, that's just, you know, it, it you know, this festival puts Wilmington on the map and, 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 you know, and it gives us an opportunity to showcase our city, you know, which is just getting better and better and better all the time. It's, it's a sense of pride. I took the, the opportunity again to go to onto the Clifford Brown Jazz Festival Wikipedia page mm-hmm. to look at all of the artists, the past artists who've attended. And it is amazing. Wow. I mean, it is such a powerful experience to read down all the names. And one of the things that I find very satisfying is that you have local artists like a Faustina Dixon, you know, on the same night that you may have a Trick Korea, for example, you know, or Ray Jones Avery, or, you know, or some of our, or Gerald Chain, you know, some of our local artists, you know, a part of the mission of the festival is to bring the Chick Koreas and the Freddie Hubbards and, and the Stanley Clarks and the Marcus Millers and the, you know, all of those people to the stage, but also to shine the spotlight on our local and regional artists. It's really an important component of the festival. The inspiration that happens every night on that stage it is just it's remarkable. I, I that's what I'm saying. I can't even describe it fully. And Miss Faustina, I, I played with the Wilmington Youth Jazz Band, and uh-huh. that changed my life. Um, so like to hear that how interconnected all these things are, it's just it's just remarkable. And I, I think the last Clifford Brown, someone said they come from Hawaii. I remember yes. you know they were calling out you know different places, and um, that's just huge. That's absolutely huge for Wilmington. And then, you know, look at it from the point of view of jazz and how jazz is always evolving. I mean, it's jazz is simply not a static form of art. Every now and then we'll, we'll you know, every now and then over the years, I'm hearing it less and less, thank goodness. But every now and then somebody will say, Clifford Brown would never have played that. It's like, well, we don't know. You know, Clifford okay. Brown was, was 25 years old, you know, when he tragically 
and unexpectedly, you know, left us. And I would think that he, you know, he would have been the type of artist who would have continued to evolve and explore, test the limits of his art. I mean, when you when you when you look at artists, for example, like a Miles Davis, um, you listen to an early Miles Davis. And then listen to a Miles Davis later in the spirit. And you can, I mean, the evolution is just astounding. So we try to take that, you know, that concept and program the jazz festival in that way. People understand the diversity of, of, the, of this music. You know, it is not in a box, thank goodness. Because if it were, it would die. Mm. And I mean, how many times have you had that discussion? Is jazz dead? Well, no. First of all, and and that's because it hasn't been smothered, you know, in a in, in a box. You know, it's allowed to breathe and to continue to grow, and to diversify and to explore. So that's what we try to do um, when we're deciding um, which artists uh, to to you know to bring to the festival. And I think when um, folks take a look at this year's lineup, I, I think we've been very successful at underscoring at underscoring that. Thank you.